The views expressed in the podcast you are about to listen to are the opinions of the presenter and the cast. None of us are official representatives of the companies we work for, and we are in no way responsible for what we say. If you are offended or otherwise afflicted by these opinions, please push the unsubscribe button in iTunes and go do something else. Welcome to Animation Conversation Weekly for August 26, 2009. I'm Alan Dalsaxel. And my name is Morten Öberle. And we will be guiding you through the show. So today on ACP, we have more hot and juicy animation news for you. Yes, we do. And our regular Brit, Will, is ready with an exciting book review. And finally, Morten and Japrak will share their thoughts on the worldwide 20-minute screening of James Cameron's Avatar. Enough chit-chat, here's this week's Animation Conversation News. Over at one of our favorite animation websites, Cartoon Brew, you can find a Cartoon Brew exclusive behind-the-scenes sneak peek of Disney's upcoming The Princess and the Frog. Uh, It gives a short glimpse into the story behind the character design and voicing of the movie's villain, uh, Dr. Facilier, or Facilier. Um, so the supervising animator for this character, is, uh, we learn, is uh, Bruce Smith. And we learn that the character is voiced by Keith David, who also voiced the cat in uh, the recent Coraline movie. Have you had a chance to see this um, snippet, mm. Alan? No, sorry. <laughs> well, you missed out. I th- um, it's pretty cool. Um, it's... I don't know, five minutes long. They show you some line tests and character uh, bits with the, the evil villain. And um, you learn a little bit about the motivation for the design and the voicing. And it's pretty interesting. And it's uh, I'm getting more and more excited about The Princess and the Frog. It's going to be fun to see a high-quality 2D or hand-drawn uh, feature film again. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking more forward to this than I'm looking forward to Up!, uh, I think it's going to be great. You serious? Yeah, I just love uh, 2D animation. That's uh, yeah. yeah. But I've seen so, so many 3D releases, uh, okay. and now that uh, the 2D animation uh, team is back together, uh, all the good those great animators are gonna, uh, you know, they're, they're gonna try and impress us. I'm pretty sure it's gonna yeah, be great. Yeah, but, but this 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 is the one thing that kind the the what's it called the nail in the paw for me or whatever the expression is. Um, <laughs> So many of the characters, we talked about this before on the last uh, podcast or the one before that. Um, for some reason, the character designs and a lot of the character remind me of previous characters from previous Disney movies. It does feel like it's not that new, visually new, I, uh, I think. Yeah. I wish, I wish they would have tried. I mean, since it's a, a fresh start, I mean, they could have taken a chance to do some fresher character designs uh to me it's just a little puzzling and i think they're just not they're 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 not taking any chances this time 
so uh, they kind of lean on the old characters in a way. But I think also it's kind of an homage to the uh, to the old movies. And I think the next next movie, if, if this this is a success, if um, the next movie, yeah, yeah, exactly. They're probably think, working on a new movie. Fingers crossed, though. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, the next movie is going to be more more an original story. But uh, having said that, I haven't actually. I, I don't know much about this story, so <laughs> it might no, be original. I'm, I'm, it might be just I'm the character designs. Yeah, I'm definitely excited about this. Yeah, Anyways. it's gonna be cool. Um, I read at theanimationblog.com uh, that uh, Will Ferrell, Brad Pitt, and Jonah Hill is gonna be. Um, gonna have the voices for the uh, next um, DreamWorks movie or it might not be the next it's it's one of three movies coming out in uh, 2010 and this one is called Ubermind and uh, it's about the supervillain uh, that uh, defeats his um, rival the Metro Man he's called uh, and <laughs> And, I love those superhero names. Yeah, and when he defeats uh, his, his his rival, uh, that kind of leaves a gap in his uh, world, kind of like in uh, The Incredibles. This this does sound familiar, familiar in a, you know. Oh, it's a great pre- it's a great premise though. Yeah, so he creates a new superhero called Titan, which is voiced by Jonah Hill, and. It all goes bad, and this is forcing Ubermind to switch sides, so he becomes an an, uh, an evil superhero. It's something like that, and Tina Fey is also going to play in this. Ah, uh, okay. So he starts because uh, I didn't get that. So he starts off as a good a guy, superhero, and then okay, and then bad guy. Yeah, uh, and I should probably also mention that the other two movies coming out from the DreamWorks in 2010 is uh, How to Train Your Dragon, which we've talked about. I think we're excited. Yeah. And uh, another one we're really excited about called Shrek Forever After. Oh, I love Shrek 4 is probably <laughs> one of my favorite animated features of all time. Yeah, definitely. I think number five was even better. But they've done five? Yeah, and six, I think. Uh, I well, can't remember. Well, anyways, uh, when you <laughs> mentioned that Brad Pitt is voicing uh, in this animated feature, it just reminded me of his last DreamWorks animation feature. Oh, what was that? He had the, um, do you remember Sinbad? <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was a that was a success. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Maybe Ooh, we should see that. Oh, it's pretty. It's not that bad, actually. I mean, yeah, animation is really good. Yeah, cool. I I might check <clears throat> that out. Yeah, well, you should. Anyways, um, over at Slash Film, we can read um, that Terry Gilliam uh, mentioned in a sp- uh, he was given a talk. Uh, they mentioned that he wants to work or. Yeah, wants to work for Pixar, uh, or he's really eager to work for Pixar, and has, he's quoted in saying that he's willing to sweep the floors at Pixar to get to work for them. <laughs> um, and this sounds pretty interesting. I mean, it's a different, definitely a different kind of director. Um, they've, and they've had, I mean, they've had Brad Bird coming from the outside working for them. I mean, this it sounds like an interesting mix. Yeah. Yeah, and he's a he's a very creative guy, and I, I'm sure he would uh, love to do some more animation because he he came from animation, you know. So um, yeah, so this is absolutely a place he he would do a good job. I hope. I think. I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know much more uh, apart from what I said. I just thought it was an intriguing. Um, uh, what's the word for it in English? Um, 
thing. <laughs> <laughs> worth, worth mentioning anyways. It is an intriguing thing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, meanwhile, at uh, which is a Norwegian name, untranslatable, um, Norwegian animation. I read today that the Nordic production Metropia is um, going to have its world premiere at the uh, Venice International Film Festival on the 3rd of September 2009. I think you've probably seen a, quite a few of the clips from this thing. We've seen some clips at festivals, stuff like that. Am I right? I've seen clips. Yeah, I've just seen a clip. I have a friend who worked on it, um, and oh. it looks really interesting. It looks really interesting. Um, I, I don't know much about the the story though. So um... Metropia is set in a not so distant uh, future in uh, in Europe, in a kind of a dystopia. Um, there's not much info about the movie available anywhere, really. But um, it, it the style of the movie is really interesting, and I'm absolutely looking forward to this thing. It's been in production for a long time, I think, and it, I saw something maybe three, four years ago. So yeah. I don't remember too much. I just remember big eyes and freak, freaky faces, but it's all done yeah. in After Effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks very realistic in a strange way, but it's it's kind of a two D, three D strange mix, and it's made uh, in After Effects the whole movie. Yeah. So uh, no, but I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm quite excited about it. Yeah, me too. All right. I think Will is getting impatient about his book review. And we better not let him wait anymore. Fire away, Will. Hi, it's Will Ashes here again. I'm going to go through the art of books by Sony Pictures Animation. They have published three so far, and the first one is going to be The Art of Open Season, uh, text by Linda Sunshine and published by Insight Edition. Firstly, this is one of my favourite art of books. Uh, it's also happened to be one of my children, so I just noticed that they've drawn all over Boog. Ah, never mind. Insight Edition has made a wonderful book here. There is so much to look at, and there are numerous double fold-out spreads, as well as stickers, posters, postcards, and small detailed pamphlets, and they have cased it in a nice hard case. The book itself is hardback. The book itself is split into four chapters uh, character design, visual development, production design, and story sequences. Chapter one character design is dominated by Carter Goodrich. Carter Goodrich is probably better known for his designs on Ratatouille, which he won an Annie for, uh, but the work here is, is equally as strong, which also saw him nominated for an Annie. I have to say Boo is probably one of the greatest bear designs in feature animation. And you can see from the finished 3D models here that they stay true to his original drawings. His concept drawings are some of the best in the book. Other special mentions should go to Shaw, the evil or bad hunter. There's some great character poses of him sitting on a stool and there's a lovely concept sketch of him in the woods hunting. The image reminds me of a, an etching print. His use of tone and scratch cross-hatching pencil lines are real delight to see and there's so many in here from all the other characters he's, he's put them in a similar setting but there's so much to mention here and if you're a fan of uh, Carter Goodrich and this sort of technique in pencil I, I well recommend getting this book uh, chapter two and three goes through the production design of the film the art direction is led by you have to excuse if I pronounce this wrong Luke Desmarchella there is a heavy influence here from Irvin Dahl who is famously known for his art direction on Disney's Sleeping Beauty, uh, which in my opinion is still the, the best and the greatest looking Disney 2D film. He also was a very successful artist. 
The art team have done an amazing job here. They've not copied out style, but you can see the same design sensibilities coming through, which results in some stunning landscape designs. These ch chapters are littered with great concepts. And my favourite has to be the trees. Uh, I love designing trees. And there's so many in here that I was really spoilt for choice. And a special mention has to go to Andy Harkness and his colour designs. Some of them are amazing and just inspiring. There are other great sections in this book, including how the animators were asked to act with the characters. There's some interesting notes here from the supervising animator, Sean Mullen, on Alex Whiting's first pass, key poses, and how he translate them through to the final pass. What I like about them is you can see where the supervising animator has gone over the original frames and improved them with silhouettes, which are much stronger than the originals. And then the animator takes these comments on board and puts them into practice. It's nice to see this because in most art of books, you don't get to see how the animators work. And uh, it's nice to see from an outsider's point of view. All in all, this is a great art of book. I think this film itself deserved more success than it had. Is there's some wonderful animation and the whole production design is really strong in this film. Uh, something which you don't see so much in 3D films coming out now. The book is well... Well up there with the best, I think. Definitely stands shoulder to shoulder with my favourite, which is Kung Fu Panda. Sorry the book review is a bit short this week. I'm feeling a bit under the weather. And uh, as you can probably tell from my, my husky deep voice, that uh, I should need to go and rest myself. So I'm off to have a nice lukewarm bath and read Withering Heights in the candlelight as scattered rose petals gently brush against my body. Thank you, Will. And now for our little movie segment. Um, this week there uh, won't be the promised movie. We're, we were going to see um, uh, The Black Cauldron, but uh, I think you had some uh, computer trouble, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you actually haven't seen it. And we thought about maybe just doing it in a sort of an interview way, but I think that's going to be kind of a strange way to do it. So that we're going to just um, let that... Um, be something for next week but we have a backup plan well it's not a backup plan it's, it's a, <laughs> yeah it's a isn't it equally good segment yeah thing hopefully high, high quality production yeah. very funny and very informative yeah the thing is that uh, on friday uh the movie avatar which is uh, partly uh, sort of animated, ha had a 20-minute preview at uh, the... Well, I think it was all, all around the world, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Avatar Day. <laughs> yeah. If, you, if you're interested in movies at all, you've probably heard about this. So let's not spend any more time on that. Uh, let's just hear Morten and Yatrak's uh, reactions to the movie or the clip. Okay, so we're sitting out in the sun. There's someone vacuum cleaning in the background and playing church music. I don't know if that's suiting for what we're about to talk about. Um, we were lucky. Well, on Friday was Avatar Day, <laughs> where they were screening Avatar or 20 minutes of Avatar with different clips from the the movie. Um, the trailer's been out, came out on Friday as well, and it was downloaded four million times, which obviously is a new record. I don't think the number in itself is that interesting, but what is interesting is that the second most downloaded trailer had 1.7 million, so this is mm. huge. 
Um, so what did you think, Japak? Honestly, I went to see it because I thought, hmm, I probably won't like it, so better see this than buy the ticket. Yeah, because, oh, we forgot to mention it was free. <laughs> yeah. The screening was free. <laughs> and in Oslo... And we're cheap bastards, so, you know. In Norway, cinema is so expensive that I was like, okay, normally I hate these kind of things. I'm embarrassed to say I, I don't play computer games, I don't... Uh, so for me, it was like, okay, let's go see this, it's probably going to be very bad. But I was extremely pleased with what I saw, and uh, I will definitely go and see the movie and pay that ticket. <laughs> we watched it with 3D glasses. I will not see the full version with 3D glasses, that mm. I can say. This technology has to either get stop better. or get better very fast, because yeah. uh, I don't like testing around those glasses. And after seeing the, the, the 20, mi 20, mi 20 minute version, I don't see... I'm not going to go see the movie for because of the story. That's for sure. Uh, That's for sure. He was so away. irritating, yeah. the main character. What an idiot. <laughs> um, but no, I was really surprised. It looks gorgeous. I think it's one of the most detailed and has one of the most detailed and lush environments I've ever seen in a computer-generated movie, which it is. I mean, it's... But the beginning was live action. Yeah, right? but I yeah. think a lot of it's... Uh, the humans are human and everything else is um, digital or studios. And again, Sigourney Weaver in those roles Sigourney that fit Weaver her always. Yet again. <laughs> yet again in another. But, but. Um, you know what? Avatar, at first when I heard the title, I was like, what Avatar is is that little picture of yourself? That No, a little picture that you think would fit you as a, yeah, on the computer thing. Yeah, And it turns out that it means uh, incarnation. So it fits well, maybe, to this movie. Yeah, I thought um, the, the character designs for the creature that he turns into a pretty cool and it's a smart move because I don't think even with it looking this good if he turned into another human a digital human mm. I think that would have been strange or looked eerie I, I can't say I really like the character designs but I really like the colors and the colors atmosphere really amazing and at one point in an afternoon they are in this uh, landscape right with the those beautiful flowers that open yeah. and there are lights inside I, all of that was really well thought and done and the animation so did not bother me. Like I yeah. thought with the Final Fantasy animation, I just can't stand it. <laughs> but this is basically, it is, as far as I know, it's the same thing. It's, it's mo-capped with, uh, with the latest mo-cap technology. And I don't know how much of it has been tweaked mm. afterwards. And I'm guessing the facials have been copied or um, some of it has been mo-capped and then the details have been, been animated. But uh, no, it didn't bother me either. I mean, there's some shots... Especially from the ones you can see in the trailer where the weight seems a bit off. And, uh, but, um, no, I mean, you forget about it really quickly. Yeah, I liked it. It's only the glasses that, that you have a limitation, actually, because of the contour of the glasses. Yeah. That, that is, and the subtitles. What oh, about the horrible. subtitles? They took up, like, <laughs> half the screen. And they were in, in uh, perspective. For God's sake, why did they, did they do yeah, that? Yeah, they came zooming out of the It the was ridiculous. <laughs> Without subtitles, and uh, but I liked it that they said that we could see it with glasses, without glasses, and he he mentioned a third technology. Yeah, there's, it's going to be an IMAX. Oh. It's going to be in like five different versions or something. It's which insane. is good. Yeah, it's, you get to choose the one you like. But uh, I like the fact that the, because like the other 3D movies that we recently saw, it felt that many of the scenes were uh, created on purpose for the glasses, like the balls coming towards you. Yeah, or, monsters versus aliens. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Whereas um, 
this one maybe pointless. doesn't have these kind of things. I maybe. think that's good. Yeah, I There's this really is. nice chase sequence through a forest where it works extremely well. Where you, with, where you get the depth feeling. Yeah. Um, and uh, the creature designs, I thought, were uh, stunning. Um, yeah, some really, scared. really, yeah, and, and they're just really inventive. And like you said, there's so many, there's so many vibrant color palettes in in, in the different scenes. And um, no, I'm I'm really looking forward but to this. But maybe one. we already had the best of it, you know, with a proper story inside of it. It might become extremely boring. We see. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's hard to make a bad trailer um, if you yeah. have a, an hour and a half of video footage. You're bound to be able to pick out like a and minute did, and a half. It looks good. He did mention that these 17 minutes were from um, the first half of the movie, so we didn't oh. get any uh, any spoilers. So interesting. Let's see what happens. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. But you're gonna go see it, right? I will. Okay, me too. I still don't okay. know if I will go with glasses or without. Yeah. Maybe both. No, I'm going without definitely, unless something radical happens. <laughs> But maybe it's because I'm getting old. Maybe I'll take a tequila and then go. Oh, sounds like a good one. That maybe maybe I'll join you. Yeah, okay then. <laughs> Thank you, Morten and Japrak. Uh, this is exciting stuff. Uh, are you looking forward to the premiere? Definitely. Um, there's so much... Uh, it's such a high-quality production. I mean, there's always, there's always things to look out for anyways. Uh, story-wise... Not too excited right now, but um, I'm hoping it's gonna be th- the same level as the first Transformers movie was for me. Yeah, uh, like a fantastic uh, popcorn movie. Yeah. This right now, uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit about a mix between uh, Stormship Troopers and Lord of the Rings, <laughs> but um, but hopefully it will surpass my expectations. I mean, the 20 minute clips or the clips that we got to saw were really some of them were really breathtaking. Um, so I'm definitely excited about the the release. Yeah, I'm. I've been back and uh, forth about this because uh, I've seen the I've seen the trailer and it looks okay. I'm not ter- terribly excited about it, but it looks great. And just 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 the imagery is, looks really great. I have no idea about the story and um, and uh, it's it's really exciting to see a new movie from Cameron, you know, because he's a great director. Yeah, well, he did True Lies. He didn't like no, that. No, but he's he's a, he's a good director. No, not just, not arguing about that. But it's just yeah, True Lies. My favorite such, is oh. The Abyss. Awesome movie, fantastic movie. Yeah. Have you seen the director's version, the long one with the alternative ending? Yeah, uh, that's the one I saw recently. Um, it's kind of strange. I they. The, the the original original one I can't really remember how that ended, but they didn't have the the big alien scene right at the end. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's an alien scene at the end with the long version when they rise okay. above the water. Yeah, but they no, that I mean, doesn't happen in the original. Does no. It? True. No. Exactly. No. So they they uh, left more untold in the original. And I think so. I kind of prefer the 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 original. To the you do? Director's cut. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But uh, there's two scenes in that movie that I really, really, I they still remember them. Like they really made a huge impression. There's a the funny one where he inhales water for the first time. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a classic moment. That, it's a great scene. And then when they do the same thing with the rats uh, before doing it on the person, but also the scene where she has to drown. Yeah, they yeah. One person back to the submarine, and then they come back and get her and try and bring her back to life that's a really cool uh, yeah really great super uh, nice sequence. classic uh, but we're digging a really big rat hole here so uh, we should 
just we should move on, I guess. Yeah. And uh, next week, as we promise, we will be back with our movie list, and we will talk about Disney's Black Cauldron. Yeah. And I'll make sure that I <laughs> I get around to watching it. I'm sorry about it. <laughs> <coughs> uh, mix-ups. Anyways. Yeah. So, the only thing left, I guess, is to round up this week's ACP. Uh, thanks again, Yaprok, for helping us out. Yeah, and a big shout-out to Will for the book review. We'll be back next week with more news and more animation-related stuff. Don't forget to follow us on, us on Twitter. That's T-W-I-T-T-E-R dot com slash ACP News. And please leave us a voicemail on Skype. Our username is, as always, Animation Conversation One Word. And you will find a link to that on the website. If you feel we're doing a good job and you want to support us, you can do that by pushing the donate button on our site. Okay, and also don't forget to mail us at feedback at animationconversation.com for tips. And don't forget to read our show notes where you put all the links related to this show. And our web address is, as always, www.animationconversation.com. That's it for this week's Animation Conversation Weekly. And until next time, have fun and animate. Jazz hands.